Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Hey y'all, uh, welcome. Welcome to the National Black Forum. It's Saturday, May 2nd, 2015, y'all. Uh, this year is moving right along. We uh, just shot through May Day. Uh, I don't know, you know, when I was a kid, I used to always uh, get, a, get excited about May Day. I, you know, now I can't even remember what the holiday was even about. The only thing I truly remember about it was that uh, we had to all dress up in white. Do y'all remember that? Anybody remember that? Dressing up in white for May Day, May 1st? I don't know. I some kind of honesty in Europe. I, I'm not even sure what that day is about. I, I really don't. I, <laughs> but I, I know as a kid, I used to really get excited about uh, May Day. You know, uh, looking at it now, I can see where uh, it would be a... Uh, uh, calls for celebration because you're into uh, the heart of spring and uh, the weather will have uh, changed from the uh, gruesome winters that uh, I suffered through part of part of my life uh, I spent in Ohio as a, as a young person And they had some brutal winters up there, y'all, let me tell you. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, really, uh, I used to enjoy the snow and all that stuff, especially around the holidays. I used to really enjoy it. But uh, uh, this is my home, good old Georgia. Come to you live in living color, y'all. That's my back form from the ATL. You know what we do out here? We advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent, not because we don't love everybody we do, uh, but by extension, we uh, find ourselves advocating for that community. Lord knows we we need all the advocacy we can get. NFL football draft, y'all, just concluded with the 250th player selected. I believe it was a tight end out of Louisville, the 200. They call him the uh, Mr. Irrelevant because so few of those guys. <laughs> you draft the 250th in that NFL, your chances of making uh, uh, of making uh, uh, a living at uh, playing professional football are uh, pretty low. On the uh, is pretty low. Some of them do. Some of them do make it. You know, anytime you uh, get a chance <laughs> in, uh, uh, to uh, to get out there and compete. Anything can happen. Absolutely. I mean, not only that, uh, you have a lot of injuries and, you know, there's no telling what might happen on the football field that may uh, improve your chances of, uh, you know, uh, of making the grade. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the NFL 2015 version of the draft just concluded. 
the Falcons, you know, that's my team. That's who I that's who I'd be interested in, y'all. The Atlanta Falcons, uh I thought they had a pretty successful draft. They drafted uh, Vic Beasley out of Clemson with the number one pick, the number eight pick overall, so you know. Uh that guy's projected to be a heck of a football player. Anytime you go in the top ten or you in the first round, you gonna play. There's no doubt. You might not last in the NFL, but you go play. You you go play for at least a, a season or until you get hurt. Uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to uh, watching Mister Vic Beasley perform here in the ATL. We we also drafted uh, uh, a running back that I'm impressed with, uh, Devin uh, Coleman out of University of Indiana. He's a running back that ran for some two thousand yards last year. <laughs> Over 200 yards against Ohio State, the national champion in the Big Ten. So, well, you 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 know, you you run for 200 yards against Ohio State. You uh, you got some pretty good uh, credentials there. You know, this guy ran for over 2,000 yards last year. Uh, you know, got four three tight speed, six one two ten. That that guy's that guy's got a chance to be a player for us. I was kind of disappointed in uh, the Falcons drafting that they didn't go and take Todd Gurley out of uh, Georgia with the number eight pick. Now Todd Gurley uh, went to uh, picks after uh, the Falcons pick to uh, St. Louis Rams. He went number ten overall. Now that that guy was stud there, y'all. I knew I watched uh, Todd Gurley play here at the University of Georgia for a couple of years ago. Played. Got hurt last year, and that may have uh, scared some teams off. But this guy's a monster. And, and but I like uh, uh, Devin uh, Coleman. Just looking at his stats, uh, this guy's got all the makings of a uh, great, great uh, NFL uh, running back. We can now, uh, obviously, we've got to see what happens. We've, we've got to see. You know, you you can have all the promise in the world until you uh, sit down and lace it up out there on Sunday in that NFL and all kinds of – that's a big step, y'all. That's a big step from uh, the NFL to to, – I mean, from college to the NFL. That's a a big, big leap, y'all. Oh yeah, that ain't uh, that ain't something you can do. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, that's a big adjustment you got to make there. Uh, now, I got faith that uh, I got faith that we can do it. I mean, that uh, the players that we drafted can do it, but you know, you don't know. You don't know what a young player is gonna, uh, you know. How are you going to react at the next level? Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, uh, the players we drafted is going to we drafted seven players, and I, I believe all of them got a chance to make the team with a new coaching staff. Everybody got a chance to uh, all seven players got a chance to make that team. Looks like. I would, you know, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if they did. I would not be a, I would not be surprised if all of uh, the Falcons' uh, draft picks made it. 
Hey, uh, welcome to the Nashville Black Forum. We uh, own sports. We're doing our sports sex, uh, segment up front there since it is the NFL draft. Uh, a lot of sports this weekend. Kentucky Derby got a big, big, big fight tonight. Uh, uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Uh, that's, you know, this this may be one of the biggest sports weekends uh that we've had in a long time. I don't know anybody know who won the uh, Kentucky Derby. I, you know, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I normally watch. I haven't even seen a replay on it yet. I guess they'll be showing it there pretty soon. Who won the Kentucky Derby? Y'all? Anybody know? Facebook friends, how are y'all? Let me see y'all a, a bleep here. Make sure y'all know that the high school is in. It's on the air. Once again, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Not a necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we we don't like to we don't like to get loud. We really don't like to get loud. Sometimes, sometimes it's called for, but we like to keep everything on an even keel. Try to provide a platform for the masses of our, our community that has no voice, that is seldom heard from. Uh, America's backward descent, part of that. Uh, I'm a part of that uh, community. We, uh, there's a lot of things going on in our community. We've got a well, first of all, police still killing, killing far too many uh, of our young folks. They're killing far too many of our young folks, and uh, it uh, has reached a boiling point. Uh, point. Uh, Baltimore is on fire. Disappointed in the president referring to those young people as thugs. The president of the United States has no business referring to our citizens, regardless of who, as thugs, is beneath the office of uh, the president to be referring to uh, our young people as thugs, especially when uh, uh, there's a clear difference between riots and just mayhem in a social uprising. A social uprising uh, springs from social uh, pressures and social injustices that uh, uh, reaches a boiling point where uh, uh, the community uh, boils over with uh, uh, some of the uh, pressures that has uh, been heaped upon them. And, and that's the case here in uh, Baltimore, I believe. Uh, yeah, the president has no business referring to those young people as thugs. I was highly disappointed in the president. Uh, hopefully, uh, he'll have uh, he'll give some time to uh, reflecting uh, reflecting on uh, what's going on there in Baltimore and across this country with the economic inequality that exists uh, here today in 2015 still uh, in, uh, in our community. 
and some of the reasons why uh, there's 35 to 40 percent unemployment in some of our communities. One of those reasons has to do with injuries suffered, uh, a systemic uh, uh, problems that exist uh, here in this country from a hundred years of uh, discriminatory uh, laws that uh, held down the economic advancement of uh, American African descent. Uh, oh yeah, uh, reparations. Uh, yeah, uh, members of that community was never reparated for the injuries suffered by uh, the separate equal uh, laws in this country that so severely hampered uh, the economic progress of that uh, group of Americans uh, from uh, after the Civil War screwed up to uh, 1954 when Brown set it aside and then another 10 or 15 years uh, of protest, of civil protest, uh, still didn't bring about the proper reparations that uh, that the uh, injustices uh, call for. That still has a, an effect on uh, America's record to said today. It still has a significant uh, on uh, the economic uh, uh, disparities that we see here in the country. Uh, it's all part of uh, what's going on in our uh, urban centers. It's all part of what's going on in our urban centers, you know. The fact that uh, injuries suffered under under government, under government laws, under government laws here in this country, under the separate equal laws, 14th Amendment rights uh, were violated. Severely injuring uh, millions of Americans. Uh, severely injuring millions of Americans by depriving them equal access and equal protection uh, throughout the society, across the society, from the workplace to the school place to the public place, public facilities, just you name it, across the board. Uh, the real estate uh, access was hampered. The voting rights uh, were hampered. Just every imaginable social uh, injustice uh, that you can think of uh, was uh, played itself out here for those hundred years after the Civil War when the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment should have put everybody on the even playing field. That, that just didn't happen. Should have put everybody on the even playing field. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. So we find ourselves here in 2015 with uh, uh, some of the old uh, problems that has existed since uh, 1865. We, 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 we're not even talking about slavery. We're not even talking about that thing. We 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 ain't even talking about that because in my mind, in the Hushmo's mind, we we uh, don't equate uh, slavery uh, uh, 
to uh, a reparations claim. I don't. Uh, a lot of folks do, and, and I don't uh, have a problem with it. That I only concern my advocacy for reparations based on uh, the Fourteenth Amendment rights uh, that were uh, taken away under the separate equal laws. Starting with the separate equal laws that uh, was put in place here in the South and in the discriminatory practices of separate equal throughout the country. It, yeah, the laws was in some of the southern states, but northern states uh, adhere to a lot of those same discriminatory practices and uh, injured um, millions of uh, Americans. Americans of Africa, you said. So, yeah, we uh, we concern ourselves, our argument, our uh, demand for reparations based just on uh, the separate equal laws that was codified in the national law by uh, Plessy, by Plessy versus Ferguson there in 1896. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, as a result of those injuries, uh, We, we we find ourselves here today uh, uh, just as di- uh, divided as as ever uh, along racial lines, along racial lines. Yeah, if you injure a whole segment of society and never uh, uh, correct the injury, never uh, compensate for the injuries. Uh, you're going to have ongoing uh, strife. And uh, that's what's going on today. You're going to have continued strife if you don't uh, rectify the uh, the problem. No matter how, how you, uh, you know, look at it, you could, you know, no, uh, you're trying to say that uh, somehow justice is all uh, uh, straight up and down level uh, uh, today, uh, which is not the case, but suppose that it was, without the injured being uh, reparated for uh, 100 years of uh, suffering and uh, injustice, uh, you know, we're going to have an imbalance with the uh, economic uh, economics. Yeah, you're always going to have an uneven uh, uh, set of circumstances there when it comes to financial uh, wealth. Wealth accumulation is skewed because of the uh, separate equal laws, because of uh, racism played a lot, had a lot to do with uh, those separate equal laws. Uh, yeah, just good old-fashioned American racism uh, was a cause of a lot of those discriminatory laws being put in place. Yeah. But uh, so the president, the president of the United States, has to be real careful when addressing uh, civil uh, unrest, uh, and be a lot more thoughtful, a lot more thoughtful when talking about or naming our young folks, calling them out of uh, their names calling them thugs and this and that and 
It's just so uh, denigrated. Excuse me. Uh, there is a uh, along with spring uh, comes uh, a lot of uh, along with spring comes a lot of uh, pollen in the air. I mean, I Rick wreaks havoc uh, on me. I suffer from asthma. Uh, well, I say I suffer from asthma. I did as a young kid. And the thing, the thing about asthma, if you know anything about it, you never really fully uh, get rid of it. You never really uh, uh can be cured of it, not 100%. You can, you can feed it, uh, but in terms of just uh, curing it, getting rid of it all together, it, uh, it's not, uh, it can't be done or hasn't been done so far. So I, spring is beautiful and I love this weather, but then I also love to play golf. That compounds the problem because I just go find themselves out there amongst all of the blooming uh, plants and flowers where all the pollen is at. And uh, while I'm enjoying the golf course of three or four hours out there, when I come in, I have to uh, I have to suffer the consequences. So, yeah, it's just uh, damn if you do and damn if you don't. Well, don't say a thing. I'm going with Floyd Mayweather, y'all. I like Pacquiao, too, but I'm going with Floyd. Both of them are old. I don't expect no real, <laughs> no real, uh, you know. Knock down, drag out type of thing. Oh no, I don't. Both of these guys, oh y'all, we gotta admit, we gotta call, <laughs> we gotta call this thing like we see it. You know, I mean, it's a lot of hype. Area. Both both fighters are gonna make close to a hundred million dollars. Mayweather gonna make over a hundred million dollars. So yeah, it's a money fight now. Oh yeah, biggest money fight ever. It's the biggest money fight ever, right here, y'all. <laughs> Hey, ain't no doubt about it. From a live gate to cable TV, oh, it's a hundred dollars to bring into y'all. It's gonna be the biggest fight uh, uh, box office ever. Both fighters gonna clear almost a hundred million dollars. One of them gonna clear a hundred. So that kind of, you know, you make that kind of paper. <laughs> yeah, well, you can turn that kind of paper. You, <laughs> you ain't got too many. Uh, Hey, too many worries that you uh, got. Kind of thing. But uh, we, I'd be glad when it's over with. Uh, it's taking up a lot of uh, space. Let's see, maybe next night, who is it? It's taking up a lot of space. 
But uh, yeah, I think maybe Weather's going to take this thing. He's 47 and those. So somebody beat him. I'm going to always have to go to the chef. Tell somebody to beat him. The guy's 47 and those. He's looking at a, a, a legacy. <laughs> He's trying to get to 48 and those. So uh, I don't. Just from that motivation alone, I believe he's gone. Because he can't be bought off. Not now when you're making a hundred million. Ain't nobody who's gonna buy him. Buy him for what? Buy pay him what? <laughs> How? Uh, now I suppose he could be threatened. Uh, that way could uh, deter him. But I don't know if you can threaten a guy like Mayweather. <laughs> I don't even know if that'll work. But uh, we shall see. Hey, y'all, it's about 25 after the hour, 7 o'clock in the ATL, before we get here in the ATL. I don't know, it's 78 degrees out there. What was the weather today? Uh, it got, uh, I went to the park for a minute. This league I used to play in softball. Well, I don't know about playing, I mean. That's 76 out there now, yeah. Beautiful day. Spring day in the, at the ATL. Tomorrow's the place going to be 80. Wow. Spring is really strong here. Uh, but no, I went through the park and, uh, excuse me for a brief moment to, uh, just to get out and get a little fresh air. And, uh, the softball league, over 40 leagues. I don't know, I swear, I'm so glad 56 years old, but they're still trying to play softball, yeah. Now, at some point, you got to give up, not the goals, <laughs> but you got to give up that, uh, that uh, idea that you can uh, still play uh, any kind of, any kind of ball and come over under the shade tree where the hush ball is at and uh, become a critical spectator and become a critical spectator, which is pretty much what I, what the hush is doing now. Uh, Baltimore, you that thing is really turning ugly. I see where six of the police officers involved in the arrest of Freddie Gray uh, has been indicted. I don't know what's going to come of it because remember, just because you indict a police officer, it, uh, it's quite another thing to get some kind of conviction while they're at work uh, uh, and apprehending somebody for whatever reason. This guy don't look like he should have never been in the back of some paddy wagon. And what they do, they handcuff the guy behind his back, throw him on the floor in a steel uh, van, and take him on a joyride, and he's sliding all over. They're supposed to Seat, I put the guy in the seat belt so that he can't move in the, in the back of that steel van. And they neglected to do that. They neglect to do it on a lot of times when they want the prisoner to be banged around a little bit, uh, kind of get his attention. We're just going to take you on a joyride at about 80 miles an hour and throw on the brakes or turn a corner real quick while the prisoner's back there 
handcuffs sliding all over this iron floor, banging his head and everything else up against a metal. And it looks as though this guy uh, uh, hit his head. He was thrown into uh, uh, some metal boat uh, door latch or something uh, in that van. Wind up killing him. Yeah, wind up killing the guy. Well, well, you know, come on, y'all. And that's why the people are uh, so upset there in Baltimore. It derives from that uh, Freddie Gray uh, arrest and subsequent uh, murder. What what else can you call it? It's murder. Uh, Yeah. And uh, it has to stop, you know, our police forces has got to get back to uh, protecting the public not killing the public. They have got to get back to the job of protecting the public, not killing the public, protecting the public. They've got to get back to it. It's gotten way, way, way out of hand with uh, their uh, lawlessness. If the policeman is more lawless than uh, the public, we got a real problem here. You can't have the police being more lawless than the citizens uh, uh, that they're supposed to be uh, protected. If the police is a runaway uh, 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 bunch of vigilantes, uh, you know, we we got some reasons for concern here. If the police is nothing more than vigilantes, we can't can't have that. You've got to change that. Doesn't help that the president uh, come down on our young folks uh, and uh, claim them to be some kind of thugs or something. That's what is it? Uh, I mean, come on. Let's clean up the mess in the law enforcement. Let's clean that up because we can't uh, have folks licensed to uh, carry guns and uh, licensed to kill. That's what it's. We got to get away from that. Hey, y'all, it's about uh, 7.30 in ATL. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me the hush, Mo. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Saturday, May 2nd, yeah. 2015, this year is uh, moving right along here, yeah. It seemed like the main New Year's was uh, just yesterday. But here we are to uh, the fifth month of uh, this year. Uh, our first semester of being back to school is just about over. We have just about over now. We have one final coming up in the algebra this coming Wednesday, but we we think we're going to make it through both classes that we took <laughs> algebra and African American culture. Looks like we're going to squeeze through that thing some kind of way, y'all. But that algebra really, we ain't out, we ain't out, we ain't out the woods yet. We still got to take that final coming up Wednesday, but we think we we required enough. Uh, we required enough. Uh, <laughs> I won't say knowledge, but we required enough understanding of uh, algebra to, uh, to, I think we're going to be able to squeeze through that thing. I think we're going to be able to squeeze through it, yeah. We uh, got to keep your fingers crossed for the hush mode up. Nope. <laughs> Hey, if you want to, if you want to see a friend say that too, <laughs> hey, Peter Garrett, what we need water. <laughs> hey, if you want to see a friend say a friend too? That's what they call friends. We ain't turned down nothing, y'all. Ain't no shame in the Hushmo game. <laughs> ain't no shame in my game. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but I've I've really enjoyed this first uh, semester. We've uh, signed, signed up for We registered for summer school. Yeah, we're taking the U.S. government. We've got to take that. And then we're taking uh, music appreciation. <laughs> hey, we're taking music appreciation. Absolutely. That's a that's a required, well, it's not a required uh, course, but it is a, an elective. We, we're going for a degree in uh, African-American studies, you uh, we we for our own edification. We we retired. We we that's about seventy years old, y'all. You know, I ain't going for no. I ain't looking for no new uh, new occupation. I'm just back at school for uh, enlightenment. Hey, you never too old to continue your education. I'm gonna tell you all that right now. Mm-mm. You're never too old uh, to continue your education. Or to uh, uh, acquire more knowledge. To acquire more knowledge, you're never too old for that. Oh no! Yeah. So yeah, we 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 had a great time. Had a great group of. Uh, uh, fellow students that we uh, shared the experience with this first uh, semester. want to give a shout out to them and uh, let them know that we really appreciate appreciated them uh, putting up with an old, old uh, fellow like me who uh, was three three times their uh, senior and most of them this 2021-year-old kid no, eight, 19, 19-year-old kid, you know, so 
sounds like a uh, uh, ancient relic to some of them. But I uh, no, really enjoyed, really enjoyed the experience. Um, looking forward to this summer semester and continuation of of the uh, experience. Looking forward to continuing the experience. So, yeah, we are. Keen King, San Jose State Safety. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm just looking at the Falcons' pick there. We drafted this guy, a King King, the seventh round. So you you talking about a stretch? He's going to have his work cut out to try to make this team. But like I said, every time a team goes six and ten, uh, ain't nobody's job safe. Ain't nobody's job safe on a six and ten team, y'all. Nobody. So that's that's the mindset that uh, these young players has to come into training camp with. I just got drafted by a team that uh, went six and ten last year. So <laughs> you know, I. I'm in a great spot here coming in fresh. And you've got young, a fresh man, got a young body. Uh, you know, you got to be on the mindset that you coming in here to compete for a job right away. Because uh-uh, ain't nobody, ain't who. You go six and ten, somebody's job to save. Ain't nobody's job safe. Ain't nobody's job safe. And that's the mindset these young rookies got to come into camp with. And uh, I believe today, you know, kids, they don't know them about your, they don't get them about your uh, credentials. They don't get nothing about your uh, credentials. I'm going tell you that right now. <laughs> these kids today, boy, they, <laughs> y'all don't know. Uh-uh. They don't care nothing about nothing. They are competitively, uh, you know, which uh, they should be. I like that in them. But, uh, yeah, don't
Where is my courses there? some challenges here, y'all. Y'all bear with the ice while we're trying to figure out what's going on here in terms of uh, what happened to our courses. Yeah, no, something is crazy. Somehow, I've lost my classes. Uh, this ain't good. 
you know, it's one thing about uh, how how uh, everything is automated now. Everything is on the computers and stuff like that. That's good and bad because a lot of times you uh, and this for us is I can't for some reason. Uh, figure out what's going on here. If something getting lost, you you got to really wait until you can go see somebody. <laughs> now, me, I'm going to have to be down at school first aid money to find out why in the world is it that I can't see my uh, classes out there no more. <laughs> I, I, looks like the hospital ain't talking about to me. Uh, and they, you know, I, what's going on there with that? What, what's going on there? I, you know, I don't like that. But I can't, I, don't, I can't call nobody. It's the weekend, the weekend, baby. And who am I gonna call to find out what in the heck is going on with uh, with my classes? Now, I'm gonna get. Uh, I can do. I can't do the boxes until Monday. I might as well stop complaining about that. Hawks went on and closed out uh, the Brooklyn Nets last night, y'all. want to give a shout-out to the Atlanta Hawks. They played a heck of a game last night, blew uh, the Nets out. I believe it may have been the first time I've ever seen a game where uh, the leading point guard, a starting point guard, did score a point. And played a heck of a game, yet didn't score not one point in that game, and we blew the other team out. That, that you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be a first. I mean, I've never seen where the point guard of a team. The starting point guard played the whole game. Well, they didn't play the whole game. He came out some, but I mean, played the majority of the game. And then score a point. Now, he did play a hell of a game, too. Got 13 assists and uh, made his mark. But yet, didn't score a point, and we beat the other team by 20 points. There's something uh, to say about that. I mean, that, you know, just let you know the point guard's job is to uh, – <laughs> His primary job is to distribute the uh, basketball around, set up the plays, and go from there. Uh, it's just amazing, amazed me that uh, that the uh, he didn't score a point. Jeff T did score a point, and he's like our third lead scorer. Did score a point last night. I, you know, it's a funny game, though. Just a funny, funny game. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in that game. Uh, but it really showed you that uh, the most important job of the point guard in basketball is to run the team. Distribute the ball, set up plays, and play defense. Play the head of a game on defense. Had two or three steals. Just did everything uh, that you could ask of a point guard. And then score four. Hmm. Then score a point. 
I guess we're playing on watch the Wizards next the next in last week. It's gonna be a good series. I mean, we number one pick, so I figure we go uh we should win that game. At two. We should go on we should move on to uh, Cleveland. Yeah, we should move on to Cleveland. For the finals in the East. And I you know, as great as King James is I think the Hawks I think the Hawks can play with them. I like the makeup of the Hawks uh, to the point where I feel they can play with uh, King James and the boys up there in Cleveland. Especially since they got one of their players out. <laughs> one of their big three is out. Yeah, you can't. Uh, no, yeah, they got Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, but you you can't a team like the Hawks. You you gotta come in there. You gotta come in there with all guns blazing. I'm gonna tell you that right now. First of all, you gotta get past Chicago. They gotta get past Chicago and and their uh, rolls up there. Their rolls is uh, something to be reckoned with. <laughs> Let me tell you. So uh, we can't look ahead to Cleveland, and Cleveland can't look ahead to us. <laughs> we both got some work to do <laughs> before we uh, think about each other. We got some work to do to get past uh, what's in front of us. Oh yeah, we got some work to do. Uh, don't you be talking about you? Uh, <laughs> you uh, uh, want to match up? We gonna be uh, you? We nothing. You got to match up with the, the next team in line, which for them is uh, Chicago, and for us, Washington. So we're a long way from uh, facing off uh, <laughs> against each other. Seven more games. I think eventually, over a seven game series, the best team going to win that thing. Which is why I predict that. Uh, uh, it, well, I predict that it would be Cleveland and Atlanta in the finals a long time ago. But I still believe that that to be the case, even without uh, Kevin Love. Even if Cleveland don't have Kevin Love, I still believe that uh, the King James and uh, Kyrie Irving, they can muster up the energy to get past Chicago, but it's no guarantee. It's no guarantee. Anytime you lose a player of uh, Kevin Love's uh, ability, you're gonna you're gonna be hurting. You're gonna something, something's got to give. You know, I I am cheated off that I can't see this thing in uh, in my uh, student uh, thing. You know, I'm just talking to myself. I'm kind of worried about what's going on here. This thing's been out here all this while. Hmm. Last my courses that I do. I don't know, so I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to see what's going on. I want to see what's going on here, y'all. 
uh, Gray receives. Uh, okay, what about it? That that is not it. Something is wrong here. Where is my thing? Go back there. African American studies. Great. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
this at all, you know. We don't like this at all. We don't like this at all. We are. We uh, we really got to tighten this up, you know. We uh, well, we're gonna have to go in there and knock this final out. Looks like in the house, we're gonna have to knock that thing out the park. We're gonna have to knock that thing off the top, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, let's see. We're gonna have to knock that thing off the top.
Kentucky Derby. Did anybody, did anybody ever uh, send us anything on who won that thing? Uh, we ain't got no. Somebody go out there and find out. Go out there and find out who won that Kentucky Derby. I, I'm just curious. I, I'm, I used to be a big race fan. Well, I say that, and I like to, to all of uh, the, the Triple Crown races, the three Triple Crown races, that is the Kentucky Derby, the uh, Preakness, and uh, the Belmont. Those three races, I used to, you know, everybody. Everybody, uh, Everybody uh, uh kinda like uh, uh you know, anybody who keep up with any kind of sports, they like to uh keep up with that uh those uh races if you're in the horse racing I mean.
you have the scrim of the dropper class and the amber class. There's a small school, Atlanta Metropolitan uh, State College. Just recently, uh, went from a two-year school to a four-year school. You can get a BA uh, there. You know, in a couple of uh, disciplines, I mean, they don't have a full four-year uh, load yet, but they add adding uh, adding on as they go. Uh, right now, I think they got two uh, two four-year degree programs. Yeah, you know, there at the Metropolitan, and they call us, you know, that. been keeping up with uh, one of the things about uh, being in school I, I've been uh, not able to uh, to keep up with uh, the news uh, now one thing that I did admire about our, our, uh, our social uh from a culture, uh, the African-American culture professor, the guy would uh, keep us uh, busy uh, looking at current events, uh, the fall of more rise, uh, the stuff going on in Ferguson, uh, the New York uh, um hanging by the policeman there when he jumped on the guy's neck and, you know, things like that, just things that are current. He would uh, have us write a paper on it or discuss it in class and really good at that. I I really uh, thought he did an excellent job. (coughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought he did an excellent job of... uh, Uh, keeping the class uh, informed on current events that affect our uh, 
that affect our neighborhood. And we uh guy just cleared the bases and uh, he just cleared the bases. We that brings I'm looking at the uh, baseball game here, y'all on one of the monitors. And uh looks like my Atlanta Blade just uh Uh, so I don't know. We Uh, looks like we 
we could use all the advocacy we could get. And not only uh, could we use uh, someone to stand up for us, we need some action. We need action. We don't just need uh, to continue to talk about uh, the problem. We need some action on the problem. We need some some uh, solutions to uh, the problem.
more athletic. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the world's going to be an outstanding uh, pro football player. That's my uh, prediction. Heck of a heck of a pro. 
we can't keep the ball in the in the park. We can't keep the ball in the park. Uh, Atlanta can't. The team's in the ball all over the place. Why is he at that story for this? Everything else to write about. Let the boy get on to playing uh, football and then uh, judge his character after he uh, moves on to his professional uh, career. You, there's no sense in trying to judge him uh, before then. Hmm. We cut the lead in half, and now it's back out again. We wonder what happened to uh, one of our old friends that we were in class with down down at Fort McPherson, uh, a comedian. Haven't heard from him in a while. I have to try to give him a ring to see if everything's all right with him. Uh, have to try to see if everything's all right with him. Uh, we had him on the show. Uh, up and coming young comedian, a lot of promise. Amazing that we got uh, 
a district attorney here uh, in our area that uh, would uh, stoop to uh, to such uh, shenanigans uh, against uh, our public schools teacher. That's just amazing. It's just amazing, you know, what, uh, how our, our people are treated here in this country in 2015 still. Uh, it's, you know, and they wonder why uh, people are rising up uh, in this uh They wonder why people are rising up. Got a free call in here, y'all. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. Free call into the National Black Forum. We don't take many calls out here, but we will. If you got uh, something to say, real entertaining, uh, we do take calls from time to time. Haven't heard from one of my old friends in a while, uh, Mr. Pianke. Mr. Pianke, where you at? Wow. Y'all go to my website, com and check my new book out. My last book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, deals with the uh, separate equal laws, um, racism and hate. It's a bunch of, it's a collection of documents, essays, and analysis pertaining to uh, Racism, the separate equal laws, the reparation, this timely, and uh, we think you'll get something out of it. It's got a lot of hard to find documents on uh, some of those historical events that shaped. Uh, that shaped our nation. One of them you're going to find it, or might find it interesting, is a uh, uh, essay that uh, I say it's an essay. I guess it's an essay. It's a document that W. E. B. Du Bois prepared in 1947 to present to the United Nations at that time. A newly formed United Nations, they had a human rights division. Uh, the uh, mainly they were dealing with Nazi Germany after World War II. They were dealing with uh, the conduct of the Nazis in Germany, who had massacred a, a minority of the Jews there in Germany. They were uh, mostly concerned with that. But uh, W. E. Du Bois along with the NAACP, thought it only fitting that uh, this new world body uh, take a look at the conduct of the government of this country concerning this minority citizens, namely Americans of Akron descent, who uh, 
had been who at that time had very little Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, protection. Uh, so he put together this document to present to the Civil Rights Division of of the United Nations to uh, get them to look at. Uh, of the discrimination and uh, the injustices that was occurring here in this country, who had uh, uh, utilized a bunch of those Americans of African descent to help defeat the Germans in World War Two? Can you believe that? Well, yes, you can believe it because it's our history. Who had utilized a bunch of those Americans of African descent to fight in that war? to defeat Nazi Germany, to liberate, if you will, uh, millions of Jews who was uh, being gassed over there. At the same time, in the society here in the country, we were being denied our equal rights and being uh, persecuted uh, on a grand scale much like uh, the Jews of Nazi Germany, right here in this country, American citizens, was being denied the 14th Amendment protection back during uh, World War II. Yeah. So he prepared this document to present to the United Nations a powerful, powerful critique of where American records was at in the society at that time and uh, some of the injustices that uh, they were uh, suffering uh, at that time. And uh, I guess that's a scarcely uh, uh, a scarcely available uh, document that I came across in a, in a book and I had to go to uh, the Crisis Magazine today to get permission to reprint it, and I did, and it's in my book. It's a rare a piece of our history, powerful, powerful uh, critique of race relations here in the country in 1947. It's still relevant today because it uh, uh, lets you know uh, some of the Injuries that uh, was go- uh, that was going on at that time that led to our current uh, conditions today, the economic inequality. Yeah, uh, and and the so, you know, that there's you know, there's not too many social scientists that this country has ever produced that uh, studied. Uh, the conditions of Americans African descent, like W. E. B. Du Bois, y'all. That's my favorite social scientist. Above them all, nobody studied our people like W. E. B. Du Bois. Wrote about their history, their struggles uh, in this country, like W. E. B. Du Bois. And this is a rare document. Uh, a petition to the United Nations in 1947, of course. Our own representatives prevented that document from reaching the floor of the United Nations to be debated. They shut him out. They shut him out, wouldn't allow that presentation to take place. (laughs) 
because they were still trying to hide the uh, hypocrisy of uh, the democracy here in the United States. They're still trying to hide from the world. Still trying to hide the hypocrisy of the democracy. I got it in my book, uh, Racism and Hate in American Reality, if you're interested in it. Go to my website, hushmoblack.com. Uh, it's a great read. Electronic version, three ninety five. Download it, pass it on. Tell your friends about it. It's timely. It's timely. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I'm putting together my third book, y'all. Just uh, laying the, uh, just still researching. It's one of the reasons I'm back in school. I want to get a lot, a little more research in. Our Twelve Disciples is the tentative title of it. That might change because you can change titles. I mean, you could. <laughs> I I come up with a title and try to write around the title. Our Twelve Disciples has to do with twelve of my favorite uh, leaders of African descent here in the country who uh, shouldered our uh, shouldered our uh, way forward through uh, uh, who shouldered our way forward through uh, the trials and tribulations. Uh, here in this country, from uh, from Frederick Douglass, I'll tell you that just from his time period, he was born a slave, born a slave, died a free man. So he he's got. A, I started with him, uh, you know, yeah, Harriet Tubman, she's on the list. Uh, so Journal of Truth, she's on the list. Uh, Marcus Garvey, he's on the list. Uh, uh, Mordecai Johnson, he's on the list. And of course, W. E. B. Du Bois, he's on the list. Third uh, uh, of Marshall's on the list. Yeah, uh, just about that whole class from Howard Law School in 1933, under the direction of Charles Hamilton Houston, who's also on the list.
Plessy. Crazy play in the baseball game. Man, ball hit off a shortstop. The runner on second base somehow got hit by the ball in between the bases and was out. Wow.
Ciao. We out. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.